0: <small> okay. <noise> Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 20th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. Steve, it's uh, now well past Ryan Day's first 100 days in office. Want to give a kind of a review of everything, the big things he's done so far and kind of analyze the job that he's doing. Um, There's been a lot that he's had to take care of. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Um, What sparked You know, this conversation in my mind was they got another quarterback transfer last night, Steve. Jagger LaRoe is his name. He's from Texas A&M. He was a preferred walk-on at Texas A&M. He's going to be a preferred walk-on here at Ohio State. He'll be a redshirt freshman this fall. We'll have to sit out, and then we'll have three years of eligibility remaining in 2020. So they got Jagger LaRoe. You know, Justin Fields is obviously the big one. They got Justin Fields right after the season ended. That was Ryan Day's first big get. Um, then they lost Matthew Baldwin. Well, they lost Tate Martell. They eventually lost Matthew Baldwin. He was able to get Gunnar Hoke from Kentucky. Um, also got the JP Adrande kid that's going to be a preferred walk on here. He'll be a true freshman this fall. I mean, considering everything that happened, losing Dwayne Haskins, losing Tate Martell, getting Justin Fields and all these other guys he's, he's gotten, I mean, it's a hell of a job in my opinion for Hellwagon. <clears throat> yes, excuse me. I'm having a –
1: Difficult to get my voice going this morning. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that things looked a little bleak at uh, one point. And Tate Martell uh, this past week came out with uh, news. He told ESPN that uh, he was advised by Ohio State that he should seek a transfer, which I think was interesting that uh, that came out. Uh, kind of speaks to the fact that uh, Ryan Day wanted to revamp things at the quarterback position. With his guys, I think the the news that Matthew Baldwin left Ohio State kind of caught them, perhaps a little unaware of what uh, that was going to happen. But it seems like uh, they put all their eggs in in Justin Fields' basket, and now they have worked very hard to surround him with some other guys with the hope that maybe one or two of them will be passable enough to actually play in a game at some point for Ohio State. it remains to be seen whether this uh, new guy from Texas A&M has the moves like Jagger. Did you like how I threw that in there? I know, I know that that's I know less than nothing about him. So I guess we'll uh, we'll see in the in the days and weeks ahead uh, how it's all going to pan out. But I do uh, I do believe uh, they deserve tremendous credit, and obviously they've got Jack Miller lined up. Uh, For 2020, he's kind of the future of the position. They got the kid from Philadelphia. Uh, Uh, Yeah, uh, lined up for 2021. So I would say that they have come out of this uh, in large part in a positive manner. You figure Fields will be the starter for two seasons at Ohio State or he's penciled in that way, and, and and it sets up where it's his job to lose, basically, unless he just is a spectacular failure, which I don't think anybody envisions that's what's going to happen. So uh, it looks to me like they have really spun out of this situation and made it a positive, what could have been a terrible
0: negative. No doubt about it. I, I just, I mean, I, again, I think there's couldn't, I couldn't imagine a, a legitimate scenario that where Ryan Day could have done a better job revamping this quarterback room. I mean, yeah, you could say, well, what if he would have got like three, four stars or three, five stars to transfer in? Yeah, that's not realistic. <laughs> we got Justin Fields, to get Gunnar Hoke to come here? That was great. I mean, I know there's all the family ties. He's from Columbus. But still, he knew he was coming here to be the backup to Justin Fields. And I thought that was a great job by Ryan Day. Um, another great job by Ryan Day and his staff Jonah Jackson, they they really needed to get a graduate transfer offensive lineman, and they got a good one. Getting Jonah Jackson, and, and you know he, Oklahoma really wanted him. A lot of schools really wanted him. Penn State uh, getting him from Rutgers. I mean, he's a plug and play guy. He's going to be a starter. I think he'll play in the NFL. Steve, just a one year kid, but they really needed that. That's another thing that I've been impressed with. You know, Ryan Day landing Jonah Jackson.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a case, uh, he's a guy that's got experience playing center and guard at Rutgers and could go uh, in a number of different directions, either at Ohio State or uh, when he he moves on to the NFL. I didn't see anything in the spring to tell me that uh, they don't need Jonah Jackson. I guess that's a triple negative I just threw in there. I don't know. But at any rate, I think he is definitely needed and will definitely play. So that'll be a more declarative statement on that and uh it's not a knock on anybody who repped in the spring i just think that uh, they're kind of young and he gives them experience and uh, i i don't think there's any doubt that he's going to start at guard i would think white davis would start at the other guard i would think that uh josh myers would start at center Thayer Munford at tackle and Brandon Bowen probably at the other tackle. The only other option would be for Bowen to play guard and for Nicholas Petit Ferrer uh, to play tackle. <clears throat> it would seem to me uh, that's your top six or seven right there and uh, whatever direction that uh, Greg Studrawa and the offensive uh, coaches and Coach Day want to go is fine with me, but I think it includes Jonah Jackson playing guard. And I'm not sure if he'd be displaced first or Wyatt Davis would be displaced first. I think Wyatt Davis, to me, is a guy who's coming into his own. And as a sophomore, I guess a third-year sophomore, he would have the opportunity uh, to really have a great career at Ohio State if he takes full advantage of the opportunities there. So I think that uh, the offensive line – you know they were much maligned last year for the inability to establish the run and basically from the t c u game until late in the season, they kind of struggled uh running the ball. Weber had some success, i guess down toward the end of the season. Dobbins needs to get back on top of things uh this year uh with the way that he ran, probably in his first year. he only had a couple really flashes like that last year, so I think pass protection last year was very good. Uh, Haskins, despite what everyone thought was a lack of mobility, didn't get sacked a whole heck of a lot. Uh, There were a game or two where they had some issues, but again, I think – I don't want to say, don't want to speak ill of the dead, but uh, you know, and that's not even the right way to say it. But Knox and uh, uh, Prince moving on to the and Jordan moving on to the NFL. I don't know if it's an upgrade on the offensive line, but it's certainly not a downgrade. So that's kind of my two cents
0: on that. Yeah, and another big thing that Ryan Day had to do was put together a coaching staff. I'm, I'm kind of burying the lead here, although not really. I mean, quarterback, quarterback's the most important position on the field, but putting a coaching staff together. I mean, that was a huge part of his job and he had to completely revamp the defensive coaching staff, um, you know, bringing in Jeff Halfley, bringing in Greg Madison, bringing in Al Washington, you know, Matt Barnes is also going to help out with defense. He's also the special teams coordinator. Uh, pretty much was able to leave offense alone, but he had to replace himself and he replaced basically himself with Mike Yersich, who came from Oklahoma state. I thought that was a great hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe my favorite hire of the whole group is Jeff Halfley. I like the entire group, but, um, Steve, uh, you know, you analyze it for me. What, how, how do you rate the job that Ryan Day did putting together his first coaching staff?
1: Yeah, I agree with you on Halfley. It seems to me he's a bright defensive assistant coach. Uh, they obviously knew each other from their time together in the NFL. And it seems to me like uh, he is bringing a, uh, a full approach. And he and Greg Madison seem to be in agreement on how to play uh, great defensive football. Uh, Ohio State did not have a national championship caliber defense in 2018, so I think that was the area that Ryan Day uh, was going out to to try and uh, work on. It was interesting in December and January when we knew he was going to be the next head coach, you would ask him pointed questions about guys who were still on staff like Bill Davis and Greg Schiano, and he was always very diplomatic about how he handled the answers And uh, yet now we know in the back of his mind uh, it was going to be getting rid of this guy, going to be getting rid of that guy, going to be getting rid of that guy. And uh, it was wholesale changes. So I am uh, excited to see what Halfley and Greg Madison, who will be kind of the, the wizard behind the curtain, will see, you know, as he helps devise the scheme. Al Washington, supposedly one of the top linebacker coaches around. We'll try and energize that group. And Matthew Barnes will be uh, helping with the secondary and special teams, which I think is an exciting development that you have one guy in charge of those six or seven different uh, special teams. So uh, to me, it makes perfect sense. Yursich coming over, uh, his track record at Oklahoma State speaks for itself with Mason Rudolph and everything they accomplished there. So I'm excited to see uh, what he can do with a, a talent like Justin Fields here the next couple of years. Uh, it sounds like they are joined at the hip right now in trying to uh, put together
0: a great offense for this team in uh, 2019. And the final thing I want to talk about is the job he's doing on the recruiting front, Ryan Day, uh, and his staff. I mean, you mentioned earlier they got Kyle McCord uh, in the 2021 class. They got Jack Sawyer. I mean, that was huge to get him. Um, and But let's look at the 2020 class so far. I know a lot of fans are frustrated um, that they only have eight commits so far, only one defensive player. Uh, but that could change in droves over the summer. I, I think, I think he's doing a good job overall. I understand the frustration from fans. Everybody wants, come on, let's get it going, let's get it going. But it's, you know, it's only May, and I think they're in a very good position with a lot of these kids. Uh, I guess it's a wait and see. To, it's hard to really rate him on recruiting now. But just so far, you know, you know, what kind of a job do you think he's doing on the recruiting front, Steve? I think it's a mixed
1: bag. I think the most important thing is that he's able to hang on to guys like Jack Miller at quarterback and Paris Johnson, obviously at offensive uh, line. He appeared at one of the opening regionals over the weekend. and was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he had the kind of testing numbers that uh, that you'd compare to an NFL lineman at the combine. So uh, to me, you got to hang on to those type of talents. So th- those guys are the backbone of the class. I think if you can add those other guys from Cincinnati who they've been kind of talking to and now have the, the offers out there, uh, you're, you're looking at uh, obviously uh, uh, Jaheem Thomas, an outside linebacker uh, from Cincinnati, Princeton. He would be a tremendous get. And then, of course, uh, also uh, besides him, Uh, You've got uh, Darian Henry, a defensive tackle from Cincinnati as well. He's also in this mix as well. So uh, I think that uh, if they can get those guys and really I think defense is where they need the help I think the rest of the way with this uh, class. I'm not one of those people who's worried about uh, the sky is falling because they only have eight or nine commitments or whatever. I have no doubt they'll end up with a full class. And uh, and as one of our posters uh, politely referred to, it's now three-star university. I don't necessarily agree with that. And I think that uh, there's plenty of talent uh, both on the current team and also in the pipeline with recruiting that uh, they're going to be fine and uh, it's just a matter of getting the pieces to fall into place at this point for Coach Day and and his staff, and they are working uh, overtime to try and make that happen.
0: Great stuff, as always, from Steve Hellwagon. Really appreciate it, Steve, and thanks to all listeners for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.